Hey, BA fam, this episode is sponsored by State Farm. Are you a small business owner looking for insurance that fits your needs and budget? Look no further than State Farm. State Farm agents are not just insurance providers. They're also small business owners who live and work right here in your community. They understand the unique challenges of running and protecting a small business. When it comes to small business insurance, State Farm knows what it takes. Create a plan that fits your needs and your budget. State Farm agents are ready to help you choose personalized policies that truly understand your business. Ensure your small business with a fellow small business owner. Talk to a State Farm agent today and get started on personalized small business insurance that fits your needs. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Talk to your local agent today. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify. The global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. Hey, BA fam, please follow us on Apple Podcasts and keep our audience growing. If your iPhone recently upgraded to iOS 14.5, head to Apple Podcasts, search for Brown Ambition, and click on the plus button in the upper right-hand corner. Do that and you'll be following our show. You can also follow us on Spotify, Stitcher, or the Amazon Music app. And Android users, we didn't forget about you. You can find us on Google Podcasts. Hey, 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 I try to say a little cuter cuz we're back, we're black, we're brown and in living color, ambition, <laughs> Ambi- edition. ambition, the Man brown edition, color edition, hey yes. girls, hey, I see, well, I mean, I be seeing you, but like, I see you and the world can see you. It's nice to see your face. I you know. look refreshed. You look like your vacation is still sunk into your the, the melanin pop in. Like everything is just glowing. How are you feeling your first full week back? I'm hot flashing just so y'all know. Like because so here's the thing. We okay. are actually like you guys are gonna be able to watch us on the on the U of the tubes. Yeah, because we're like, I feel like you guys want to see how we interact. Like, you know, we friends, friends for real, for real. And um, yeah, it has nothing to do with Instagram's algorithm favoring video. <laughs> Not at all. We want to do this for you. <laughs> but you will see that I am extra glowing because these damn IVF medicines literally get hot flash me. So, I mean... I'm not going through menopause, not just yet, but it's you're just going to see, like, there'll be moments when I'm completely dry and moments when I look like, oh, Tiffany is glowing. I am. Just from what? <laughs> How do you feel about listening to other women's IVF experiences? Are you just like, I'm living it, I don't want to hear it, or does it, do you like it? No, I'd like to, I like to hear, just because sometimes you, it's nice to normalize, because I, I'm not going to lie, when I first started hot flashing, I was scared to tell my doctor because I thought she was going to be like, oh my God, you know, you're in early menopause. I'm like, eh. so I was like, cause you know, cause it was like, it was extreme. Like I'd be talking and all of a sudden beats of sweat. And I'm like, it took a couple of days. I'm like, wait, I'm, this is a hot flash. Oh my God, I'm hot flashing. So I mentioned it when I was like, I was like, oh, I'm hot flashing. She was like, what? I'm like, oh, I'm hot flashing. And she's like, oh yeah, the meds. I was like, what? 
And she told me that one of the medicines that I'm on that's common that women have like, you know, that reaction. I say all that to say, if I would have heard someone like say like, you know, I'm listening to my fave podcast, Brown Ambition, and I heard one of the hosts, Tiffany, talk about how one of her medicines had her heart flashing, it would kind of give me solace like, oh my gosh, I thought it was just me. Woo, child. Mm. And so like, yeah. So, I mean, I, I honestly like when people share their, you know, journey, it helps to normalize it because it feels very abnormal. Like you're, you know, you're alone in right. it. So No, I yeah, I totally agree. I brought it up because I was just thinking about Master of None. It's back on Netflix. Mm-hmm. Remember, so Master of None is that show by Aziz Ansari, who's hilarious, but he kind of got... <laughs> Into some hot water. What I forget now what the scandal was, but he something about a girl he had hit on or or really pressed himself upon in a date or something like that. And he was sort of like mini canceled for a while. Mm-hmm. So when he brought back Master of None, I, I say the road to redemption is paved with this season of Master of None for him because he completely <laughs> centralized two queer black women. Like he centralized Lena Waithe and her partner in this story, and they want to have a baby mm-hmm. and her partner. I think her name is, ah, oh, what's her name? Damn it. I forget. Renee. Alicia. Alicia wants to have a baby. She. They end up, I'm not going to, okay, so spoiler. Okay, I, I think I can say it without spoiling, so don't come for me, y'all, in the comments. <laughs> but Alicia ends up doing IVF, and okay. there is an entire, I don't know, how long was that episode? 50 minutes dedicated to chronicling, like, one of the most realistic, and I don't even, I, obviously, mm. I haven't done IVF, but it just... Anyone who had gone through IVF, I mean, women were just going nuts over this episode because mm. it just was so realistic. And I was going to say, I don't know if that would be helpful or, no, or I would, love you would to enjoy watch it. that. Yeah, I thought it was so powerful. And especially for me, having not gone through it, mm-hmm. I don't want to, you know, you talk about it and that's really generous of you. But I'm not trying to be like, so what's it like? You know, mm-hmm. what do the doctors say? Mm-hmm. Um, but it really, the uncomfortableness of it, especially for a queer woman, mm-hmm. you know, trying to do it on her own and just the conversations and the invasiveness of it. Um, it was really beautiful. So, yes. When I go like to the IVF, like, uh, um, you know, to my doctor, I see like, you know, every type of partnership that you can think of, you know, like, so I've seen queer women there. I've seen people with their you know boyfriends, people with their girlfriends, people with their spouses. Even like recently, a couple of friends of mine, you know, have hit me up and they were like, Tiffany, I'm having trouble. I think I'm going to do IVF. I would really love to talk to you. And I share it because it can feel like something is wrong with me. And so it was nice for me to know people in real life that I cared about who went through it to say, okay, I'm not the only one. Like when I found out that Michelle Obama, I don't know if she did IVF or she did something called IUI, but basically she needed help with both her kids. I was like, okay. You know, those stories are important because it really helps to normalize that everything is normal. Challenges are normal. Getting pregnant just like that is normal. You know, having a hard time, you know, getting pregnant is normal. So there a lot more uh, people have um, trouble getting pregnant than people really realize, you know. And so I think that, um, yeah, no, actually, I'm actually looking forward. I want to see it if I'm like, she took those needles real easy, you know. (laughs) No, that's a whole segment. Oh, my God. Yeah. Well, uh, man, that's such a so if y'all haven't seen it, Master of Done on Netflix, I really I highly recommend that. Ooh, I'm um, gonna watch just for that epi. Mm-hmm. Well, <laughs> another thing that happened today, my financial planner, so good old Helen. Okay. She hey sent Al. me um Hey Helen. <laughs> Enrique and I, we met with her when I was gonna launch my business, and that's okay. when she was like, Girl, you're gonna be fine. You 10x your net worth, yeah, yeah, yeah. But in that conversation, she had each of us take a risk tolerance quiz. Have you Ooh. ever done that? Yes. It's basically if you're gonna start investing. 
or just to have an investor or an advisor kind of check in and see, is this girl going to freak out, you know, when the next pandemic happens or <laughs> is she going to keep her cool? And then they use that knowledge to say, okay, all of the logic says, you know, put the money in the market. You have time to bounce back. Mm -hmm. But emotionally, you know, what's Mandy's reaction going to be? Is she going to yeah. lose it? Is she going to like drive off a cliff or whatever? I was really shocked that my risk tolerance per her quiz was not that high. Really? It was like 60, 68 out of 100. I yeah. just more risk. Like, I know me. I'm 80. I'm an 80-year-old. Me and, me and Superman okay. are literally like, we are like, we're about to die tomorrow. Put our money <laughs> in cash. Like, we... <laughs> So, do you have gold bars under your I mean, under your honestly, bed? <laughs> I'm like literally like Anjali, who actually is friends with Helen, who's my financial advisor, was like, honestly, I need you guys to be more <laughs> like to yeah. loosen the reins. No, but honestly, you seem like somebody who is. I can maybe see your your husband. Maybe I don't know him well enough, mm -hmm. but he seemed like me. But you seem like who is just like no, let's go for it. Wow. Okay. Yeah. That's kind of the reaction I get when I tell people I'm an introvert. They're like, really? You seem so outgoing. You do the show, you do video, and your TikToks are, well, <clears throat> anyway. But the thing is, I think this is a really good lesson. I guess naturally my inclination is to be more conservative with my money, but I have trained myself to like mm. understand the logic and to, yes. let, to let facts rule my emotions. So okay. I was like, yeah, sense. cool, cool, cool. I get that maybe I'm a little bit stressed, but... I still am like 90% in stocks. You know, I'm, mm -hmm. I'm younger than you. So, I mean, not to rub it in. But I was going to say. But. <laughs> the shame. But okay. We'll it's take it. Not no, even I, by I, very much. No, I'm just laughing. Man, you know I'm like, I might have time for like one more recession bounce back <laughs> than you. But yeah. So, so that was a good lesson. And the same thing with being an introvert. Like, I don't know. I just taught myself how to be extroverted as needed. Mm -hmm. But then I know I need to plug myself in after you know i put myself out so for me what what helps me with my being more risky and being so heavy in stocks is having these moments to recharge and plug in by talking to helen mm -hmm. for her to keep my head on straight and also mm -hmm. just to check everything like I, I i try not to check my accounts that often so that i'm not you know feeling those ups and downs so much mm -hmm. so just to say if y'all want a little window into your what you should be working against like if you're a little bit too conservative with your mm -hmm. money so, you know, Helen's note was kind of like, here's here's what we're working with. But uh, let's try to uh, let reason overcome, yes. you know, what, how we might emotionally react to the stock market. No, I love that. This is just like a random aside. What feels good? I was just thinking about what you're saying about Helen and just thinking about Anjali. It just had me thinking about coaches. And I thought, oh, you know, since I've been back, I, I met with my personal coach, um, Dr. Green, and then Zion, my business coach. It was like, it felt like such a reunion. Like, I'm back. And they're like, my child, you returned from the desert, you know, where you went to like, <laughs> like. They sent you there, right? Yeah, I know. So honestly, it was like such a great reunion. Dr. Green was like such a proud mom. She's like, I'm so proud of you. <laughs> Even though I'm. Do y'all meet together like the Avengers? Do you just I like know, we should, together? Right? <laughs> yeah, we should. But it was just like really nice. And, you know, it was honestly. So you tell me this, Mandy. It was a little scary because Zion and I still have work to do. But. What prompted me to go to find Dr. Green was we had um, Richard. No, what is the what is the couple we had on Aman and, and Christina? Um, yeah, Christina and Aman, our rich journey. Our rich we journey. We talk about them all the time. I yes. know. <laughs> <laughs> so we had them on, and yes. the level of joy that they were emanating, I was like, that can't be real. Mm -hmm. It was a lot in an amazing, joyful way. And I remember thinking, when's the last time you felt like that, Tiffany? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And it had been a long time, and it prompted me to say something is wrong. You're not present and you're not connected. 
not in a way that you used to be. And so I thought I needed a therapist. Remember we used a therapist finder, um, Stephanie, and she was like, actually, it's less about therapy. I think you need more coaching. She connected me to Dr. Green. And as I was talking to Dr. Green and I was just like, she said, Tiffany, you know who you sound like? I was like, no, who? She's like, you sound like our rich journey, like how you describe them to me. Mm. And she was, I was you like, did oh. it. And that's exactly what she said. I was like, oh, that's how I feel. And then she said something scary. She was like, well, you know, our time together. I was like, no, 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 no. So I know. Was she ready to just say, you're ready to fly? Did you I, act real sad real quick? Were you like, no, 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 no. I'm actually, I feel not, a little pang No, something. but I'm not ready. Maybe I don't want to fly yet. <laughs> I felt like you like Stuart from, um, uh, is, this, is this SNL or no? I don't want to go. Like, what's the, like, no, it's um Comedy Central, whatever. This like the Stuart character. It's like this grown man that pretends to be like a baby. He's like, I don't want to leave. I don't want to. It honestly, can't be forever. What are you going to do? Know. Like a check-in? I know. Well, we have one more official because with six months, we have one more official chat. And then she said, if you want to continue, what goal do you want to work toward? Mm. And I'm like, I'm over here just thinking about like, um, let's look at Uh (laughs) Weren't you going to like, I mean, build a hospital or go to the moon or something last time we talked? (laughs) But you know, know, like goal, like an an internal, like, you know, goal. And so I honestly don't know, like kind of like so I've just been kind of like self-checking, like what are some pain points? But I'm curious, mm-hmm. like, you know, I know you said you've done therapy before. Have you ever kind of like outgrown or moved past and said, I did it or what I came here for, I got. And it's like, how do I, how do I say yeah, no, goodbye? I'm, <laughs> <laughs> I wish I could say, yeah, but no, I mean, I never thought of that. I didn't know that was a thing you could do, but I guess coaching is different. Yes. You have a specific goal in mind. Mm-hmm. Therapy, I'm, I hope I never outgrow it. I mean, yeah. maybe the therapist I'm seeing, but yeah. you know, I saw I'm seeing a, a therapist who specializes with um, the postpartum journey and with new mothers, and I found her through a recommendation through a prenatal yoga. Uh, studio. Mm -hmm. So she's perfect for the time, especially the past two years. She's been perfect for this period of my life. Mm -hmm. Now, I think I'm kind of a badass mom. We spend a lot less time talking about, you know, Rio's poops and his feeding schedule and, you know, sleeping now than we do about my career and all of that. Mm -hmm. I call therapy for me, and this is therapy versus your, you know, your coach. But Mm -hmm. for me, therapy is like the mental health form of an emergency fund. It's not like I'm going to need that money right now. So mm-hmm. even though it feels like, do I really need to save that extra hundred bucks? You know, I have a pretty decent emergency fund. Mm-hmm. I continue contributing in the form of that weekly session with her. Okay. But when I tell you when I need her, I am so happy that I have stashed away that time with her. I don't have to go find a therapist, yeah. get the referrals, you know? Yeah. And I would say about once every, <laughs> in my life, it's like once every couple of months or something big that we have to talk about. So okay. um, it's a, it's definitely an ongoing relationship for sure. Yes. So I don't know. I'm like really debating whether or not, cause I don't want to make up something, you know, with the coaching, obviously, <laughs> but I felt like it was so help. I, I honestly, not that I didn't think that it would work. I never thought to myself, well, what happens when you feel present and you know how to tap into joy and you know, because I just, you just kind of feel like you're just going. And then one day you're mm-hmm. like, wait, I'm here. And so, yeah, I'm just curious for anybody who's listening, BA fam, have, if you've ever had a coach and you've kind of accomplished the thing that the coach was there to coach you on, you know, I'm going to do some deep diving for real to see if there's anything else I'd like to work on. But I don't want to just, you know, just be like, I just want to, hey, girl, every Friday. <laughs> 
<laughs> I'm sure. I'm sure. Like, give it a month. You'll have something major. But <laughs> listen, if y'all want some free career coaching, I'm doing that right now. Ooh. I don't know why. <laughs> Did you see that I post on Instagram? I don't know what came, came over me Friday night, but I'm in the middle of writing kind of an ebook guide. I'm so passionate about helping people be relentless about <laughs> quitting quitting mm-hmm. and moving on to their jobs. And the ebook I'm writing isn't ready yet, but I really want, it. I want to help. I want to, mm-hmm. you know, I get messages from our listeners personally, because I, I can tell I've talked about it quite a bit. And I had, I set up a call last week with one of our listeners and we had a really great conversation about where she was feeling stuck in her career. Mm-hmm. And listen, it's just something that I want to do. I've posted a form. I'm still taking submissions. If you want to sign up for a free little career coaching session. Ooh. And I'm I'm doing it, you know, for free, but I'm also doing it for information. I just kind of yes. want to know what pain points, like what is it that's stopping people from not pursuing the highest level that they can attain in their career? Mm-hmm. And I'm going to call her out real quick, but she said, I was like, so, you know, send me a link to your LinkedIn. And she said, oh, that, I, I don't have a LinkedIn. Mm-hmm. It's like, what? Talk about low-hanging fruit yes. in LinkedIn. So she just needs a little kick in her butt, but mm-hmm. I'm ready to be that that kick in the butt for people if they if they need it. So we'll post a link to that form. I think I I have to close it. There's already like a hundred people that have yes. signed up. I have to. Uh, Mandy, when are you gonna find the time? I'm not. I'm not accepting all of them. Okay, I'm gonna go through <laughs> and choose some, but um, I'm gonna close the form. I'm gonna close the form. But honestly, I'm so um, proud of you. I I mean, you know, I know how hard business can be. You know, mm-hmm. but you know, taking the leap is not easy. And I mean, you have a family, you know, you've got bills, even though, you know, you've made really great financial choices, but still, you know, betting on black and brown. (laughs) But I'm just really proud of you because it's not a rule that many people can manage, not because there's anything wrong with them, but just because it's a lot. It's a lot emotionally. Here's the thing what's so crazy. Even if the financial returns are amazing, that doesn't mean that you're not having a hard time. Like literally last year, 2020, We had our biggest year yet. That's when we crossed over the 10 million mark. It was literally one of the hardest years in business that I've ever had because it was so overwhelming. I considered quite honestly shutting it all down. I was like, who needs a preschool teacher? You know, like I spoke to my attorney and was like, honestly, if I shut down this business, what would that look like? Like, that's why I needed the Dr. Green and Zion because I felt equally pressed like almost like this heavy weight was on me, but also I felt like a balloon where you know it's ready to pop and you keep blowing and you're like, is this the one? Is this the is this the air that's gonna I literally felt like, okay, is this the problem that's gonna break me? Oh, well maybe the next one. Or okay, like the little... watermelons on TikTok with the yes, rubber bands. <laughs> with the rubber bands. Yes. I like that analogy. Ooh, yes. those are stressful for me to watch. <laughs> it is stressful. Yeah. And so honestly, so I just share all that to say that like I think people think that like once in business, once you make money, it's all good. And the truth is the money making aspect, you know, once you get good at it is one of the easier aspects. There's so many things to manage. There's balance and there's family and there's team and there's mission and vision and and there's, you know, there's just so many things. So the fact that you, you know, you've you've waded into these waters, girl, you know, and you're doing well. And I'm just like to watch you thrive from the very beginning. And I told you before, like challenges will come because that's just natural. But to watch you thrive from the very beginning, I feel like a proud auntie, not mama, because you. you know, you ain't that much younger. Our proud older cousin. <laughs> Listen, you, I can't tell you how many times you and I start recording. You're like, mm, I just woke up from a nap. Oh. 
How's it going? You're tired. Mm, not me. Listen, now I can take naps. You got my. You can see my little moon pod behind me. That's yes. where I. The the quality of the naps I take when I tell you, I just think it's like it's having anesthesia almost. Yes. Uh the naps are midday naps are good. I don't. Yes. I'll never get those. Out. Yes. But. The struggle has been real. Let me live some more of this entrepreneur life and maybe I'll find a way to like verbalize all the struggles. But for me, it's mostly just been like, there's so many things and it's just like, which thing? I'm like, do I have ADHD undiagnosed? Just which (laughs) thing do I? So every day it's like a put your, you know, get your coffee, sit down, feed yourself and one thing at a time. Mm -hmm. It's like sometimes you're so busy just, you know, Mm -hmm. head, head down, just like doing the work. But I need to bake in – the one smart thing I've done is tried to have designated days for things. Good. And I need to have like a reflection day where I just kind of mm-hmm. look back and then, you know, make my little list of questions for the the accountant, for mm-hmm. Helen, for whoever, and just reflect. But I, I'm a, I, I will let you know. We don't do – we don't do it because <laughs> I think it would just be helpful for the people listening. Because sometimes I – like I said, I love talking to my – like different people that are that are different stages of business. And then also leaning in, like I just reached out to a friend of mine, his name is Rohan. He, he's been in business longer than me and his business does better. And I was asking him a question and he gave me one little tip that was like life-changing. That circle is important, having mentors and sponsors and coaches, right? Having peers, people who are like similar level, and then having mentees. The mentees keep you sharp. Like as I'm solving your problem, it's also really helping me to think differently and expand my capacity for challenges. And, you know, so it's always, I love that loop. Like, you know, this kind of people who know more than you, people who are similar to you and people who are newer than you are. I think that three-tiered approach to kind of like your business circle is, will really do you well, you know? No, I think I need to be more intentional about that circle too. Mm -hmm. It's, (laughs) I can't, I'm trying to think who's the circle. The circle is there, (laughs) but it's like, when do you reach out and in the right and I, I kind of just take it, you know, situationally. Mm-hmm. When there's a situation, I try to find the right person versus mm-hmm. having like schedule time for this person or yes. that person. I'll let you know. Well, listen, <laughs> should we take a quick breaky break and come back and do some boosty breaks? Some boosts and breaks. Let's take a quick break. We'll be right back, y'all. Stick around. And don't forget, y'all, we have our questions in a separate episode. You might be like, where's the questions? Separate epi epi. <laughs> Epi on Fridays. Yeah, our new bonus episode on Fridays. Uh, so still send us your questions, brownambitionpodcast at gmail.com or hit us up at brownambitionpodcast at gmail. I just said that. Or go to <laughs> brownambitionpodcast.com and ask us anything. There you go. Hey, BA fam, this episode is sponsored by State Farm. Are you a small business owner looking for insurance that fits your needs and budget? Look no further than State Farm. State Farm agents are not just insurance providers. They're also small business owners who live and work right here in your community. They understand the unique challenges of running and protecting a small business. When it comes to small business insurance, State Farm knows what it takes. Create a plan that fits your needs and your budget. State Farm agents are ready to help you choose personalized policies that truly understand your business. Ensure your small business with a fellow small business owner. Talk to a State Farm agent today and get started on personalized small business insurance that fits your needs. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Talk to your local agent today. 
Hey, hey, BA fam. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors. That's incredible. This is according to Indeed data and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Leveraging over 150 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Okay, it's smart. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash Brown Ambition. Just go to Indeed.com slash Brown Ambition right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash Brown Ambition. Terms and conditions apply. You need to hire. You need Indeed. Do you ever have subscriptions that you forget about? I did. Mm-hmm. Do you have a hard time canceling those subscriptions because they seem tricky or time consuming? Raise your hand. I know it's you. Okay. Rocket Money is a personal finance app that finds and cancels your unwanted subscriptions, monitors your spending, and helps lower your bills. Yes. I can see all my subscriptions in one place. And if I see something I don't want, I cancel it with a tap. I've never had to get on the phone with customer service in order to do so. Rocket Money has over 5 million users and has helped save its members an average of $720 a year with over 500 million in canceled subscriptions. Okay. So stop wasting money on things you don't use. Cancel your unwanted subscriptions by going to rocketmoney.com slash brown ambition. That's rocketmoney.com slash brown ambition, rocketmoney.com slash brown ambition. We are back. You ready to boost or break, Miss Tiffany? Yes, it's time to boost or break or boost or break or boost or break. I'm going to break. Okay. <laughs> she knows. I'm with the plan. Let's go. <laughs> I am literally and figuratively breaking from social media. Okay. I came back on Monday. I didn't really do, like, I didn't do any social media. And then Wednesday was my official day back on social. Got to socialing, promptly started to feel anxiety and depression. I was like, really? (laughs) Mandy, like crazy. I was like, it took me a while to realize. I'm like, what? What is this feeling? You you were so happy on Monday, so happy on Tuesday. Who are you following? No, you know what it was? What I realized is that I'm not following anyone negative. I didn't realize how much I compared myself and then always found myself lacking. So, uh, so we had a huge uh, milestone. Woo woo! We just sold just over seventy five thousand copies of Geeka with Money, which is huge. You know, yeah. like twenty five thousand copies in a lifetime is considered a success. Fifty thousand copies Dude. is considered next level, and then seventy five. Well, well, literally only a handful of books ever sell a hundred thousand copies every year, and the fact that we're going to sell a hundred thousand by the end of the year is like astronomical, right? Yeah. Normally, I'd be like whoop 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 whoop. Then I saw a friend of mine whose book came out the same time. She had a plaque that she had already sold 100000 So all of a sudden, my 75 looked like, mm, 
And Aww. I was like, but I didn't even recognize that that's what I was doing to myself internally. Because I was like, oh my God, congratulations for her. But there was this little like, ooh, girl, but you didn't do it. Mm-mm. And I was like, oh my, you know Is what this I your next project for Dr. Green? No, or, you know, maybe so. But what I realized yeah. is that I am my own Nigerian parent. Because whenever you have, like, as a Nigerian child. Do they have two heads, Tiffany? Is that why they have a best-selling book? <laughs> this little, or like my dad would be like, Daddy, I got a 96. Mm, what happened to the other four points? Mm-mm. So I realized that I was doing that to myself, and I was feeling really bad about it. Even though I was happy for the, my friends, you know, because I, I follow really great positive people. And I thought, like, some people can be on, and honestly, that doesn't play a role for them, you know. But I realized, I didn't even recognize until I was away that that's what I had been doing. And so I literally came off and said, okay, there's an issue here. I want to be able to see a thing and recognize it as good, but not use it as a tool to make myself feel bad, which is what I was doing. Even when I saw it, I was like, okay, Tiffany, we're not gonna do that. The next person, we're gonna just be happy for them. And I'd be happy for them, but still be like, it was like a combination of like, you know, where I should be. And then too, what I recognized too, is that, It was so limiting. Since I was away from social media, I have been rethinking and restructuring my businesses. And next year, it's going to be explosive as a result. And I actually came up with this huge disruptive idea for the financial industry that I've never seen before that could really just change the way people navigate in the finance industry. Something that none of the big boys have been able to solve for. And I have been solving for it for the last 10 years. And I didn't even, I, I just had not... Um, named it. And now that I've named it, I'm going to systemize it and scale it. So anyway, that idea is huge, right? But I wouldn't have thought of it because social media has me looking that and my goal is 100 because she got 100, whereas maybe my book could be doing 300. Do you see what I mean? Like social media yeah. will have me set my goal to what someone else's goal is and then stop there and say, you did it versus, girl, what you had before you was three times as much. And so also, too, I'm pulling myself off social media. Like you won't know the difference because I have a team that will you know, run social media. But I just really realized that like, for me, at least for now, social media is really not a place for me that, you know, it's a place that I need to take a break from because one, I use it as a tool to make myself feel bad. And until I fix that, we can't go there. And then two, it's a limiting tool because it has me set the bar according to someone else's, you know, accomplishments versus what I could accomplish fully on my own. So feel free to take a, a, If you want to take a break with me, a collective break from social for a little while, you know, feel free. I'll be over here, you know, just get my new. Follow me on TikTok. Don't don't leave. Don't leave. It's fine. Come play with me. But do you do what I was gonna say? Yeah, go ahead. I I don't know. I I don't do it so much anymore. But I'm gonna. Everyone's different. Listen. Yes. I had a whole different set of parents, a whole different life experience than mm-hmm. you. You know, I can't imagine what that must have been like. My parents were thrilled if I brought home a B. It was myself <laughs> that wanted those A's, you know. Mm-hmm. I don't know how I created this, like, perfectionist out of that because they really were just like, oh, baby, you try so hard. <laughs> uh, classic American <laughs> American parents. But I will say with social media, I don't know. I think the way that I see it is I feel like – I I want people to succeed. I haven't always been this way. Obviously, I get jealous sometimes too, and I get FOMO too, but Mm -hmm. 
I don't know. I'm just so ha- I, I'm just so good with what's going on now. Mm-hmm. And it's like I was saying, like seeing your success, it makes me feel what's possible for me. And, mm-hmm. you know, for me, it's like kind of a flipped scenario where you're saying it kind of limits you. I feel like it helps me see okay. what's possible. And on top that. of that, yeah, I mean, social media is an important tool for a business. So some people, yes. you know, you can't necessarily turn it away or you have to outsource it. Maybe you're not, I'm not able to outsource mine quite mm-hmm. yet. And for me, it's also like my way to consume what other creators are creating so that I can learn from them. But TikTok, man, what I love about TikTok, and this is why I spend so much more time there than Instagram these days, it is not the highlight reel. TikTok for me, at least what they serve me, is the reality reel. It is mm. like mama, like the moms of TikTok. Ooh. We're letting our entire freak flags fly. I mean, like all the mess. It's almost like TikTok rewards the hotter the mess, the more real the personal like dysfunction of your relationship or your. I don't know. That's that's almost like the community of weirdos on TikTok. I just love it. it. Okay, Um, maybe I'll maybe I'll because you know I never really took a look at it, but I love that, and I can see that because you're right. I see the TikToks that I see kind of that mostly their way on over to IG are (laughs) like. Me and my boyfriend are going through this thing or like, oh, the baby spit up on me again. So, I mean, I don't, I mean, I'm still taking just like a break for now. Just to, and to your point, maybe I'll bring that up to Dr. Green to be like, oh, how do I? Because I told her that social media can be, and she was like, honestly, Tiffany, it, it very much can be. And it's okay to take breaks away. And not to say I'm never on thousand percent. It's all, all just to say that you just need to be true to yourself. You always have exactly. been. You know what's right for you. Mm-hmm. You know? And so, yeah. I'm yeah, proud I didn't... of you. <laughs> I really should probably give up TikTok, at least in the, I mean, but the time that when you said you came up with this business idea, yeah. I worry about spending so much time consuming other content is less time that I can use to create my own. Mm-hmm. There's a certain limit where it becomes less educational for me and more like, mm, maybe you should just be doing your own thing and not <laughs> sitting here like, like the, you know, the, the face that you have when you turn your camera on all of a sudden on your phone, you're like, oh, is that how I'm sitting? Like with like four chins. <laughs> And like food on your shirt. No, the and worst like, is like when you, when you look at your phone at night, right? And then you do the thing that yeah. falls on your face. You're like, boom, ow. <laughs> like, I think it's, that's my signal. It's time to go to bed. <laughs> yeah, it's no. bad. It's, it's, it's bad. Um, okay. Well, thank you for sharing that. My my boost is this. So it's a bo- it could have been a break, but it was a boost because I was just actually Brown Ambition. We were mentioned in an article. Mm-hmm. And on a on a personal finance publication, very nice. And I just happened to scan the rest of the article. And it was all these different things that you can do to improve your finances this year. And one of the tips was negotiate like a white man. Mm-hmm. When I did like the, the eye scrolling version of my eyes, sc- like tires squealing, I said, what? And I actually know the the person who wrote it. So I, mm. I reached out and I was like, I have some emotions about this article. I'd love to talk to you. I could have written a very long email, but I was like, I want to talk. And we ended up having actually a really good, meaningful conversation. So the issue that I told this person about, he's a man, a white man. And this tip was well-meaning. It was a subhead, bold, you know, negotiate like a white man. And the excerpt below it was about a woman who had talked about what often is said to women in business situations or, you know, financial is like, negotiate harder, ask for more, wear this, use the firm handshake. I told him the problem with this headline for me is once again, we are trying to put the blame or put the onus and put the work on the shoulders of the people who don't have the power in a negotiation. Often, if you're a woman and you're interviewing for a job, for sure, you don't have the information on their end. You don't Mm -hmm. know the budget. 
You don't know the dynamics behind the scenes. You don't know, you know, what's been approved for this role, what's been benchmarked. You don't know any of that stuff. And the people who do, they're the ones who have the power to be sure that you're paid what you're worth. But why is it that we kind of put that on women? You know, you need to know your worth. You need to do your research. Why are we working so hard to break into a system that is sexist and racist? Mm -hmm. Why not focus on the system itself? So I've always been very passionate about like, dude, train your managers to be aware of their unconscious bias when they're interviewing. Make sure that you have a clear compensation, benchmarking, salary plan and system and process because I believe processes and systems are what protect against the human instinct to be an asshole, <laughs> like mm -hmm. to be biased, to be a stereotype, you know? I wasn't even saying all this as forcefully to him. I was, you know, it was an interesting conversation. It was one of those things where it could have been a quick little comment on an article. I could have posted like a passive aggressive TikTok about it or whatever. But I was like, mm -hmm. let me talk to him. I think he means well. But it's just these little those that messaging that you get from society that something mm -hmm. is wrong with us. Yes. You know, that if only we could just be like the magical white man, we would be doing better. <laughs> that, you know, that is the name of this episode. <laughs> the magical white man. The mythical, <laughs> magical white man. And <laughs> this is what I told this guy. I was like, I said, no, listen, the other problem with this headline is also like, it makes it seem like white men are these miraculous negotiators. Yes. Like they are doing something so fantastic. They're so smart. They have, no, it, it, no. I know plenty, and I have interviewed plenty of awkward, quiet, passive, shy, diminutive, like, these are versions of men too. Mm -hmm. You know, they're not all walking into offices with the big hairy, you know, handshake and and the business suit and you know, they've all watched Wolf of Wall Street or whatever that movie was. <laughs> you know, like no, there's plenty of guys who would come in all different shapes and sizes and and demeanors and personalities. The fact is white men, you, they just have the benefit of the doubt. Mm -hmm. And that literally translates to money in their pocket that mm -hmm. they did not do anything special or miraculous to deserve. So what do you want me to learn how to do? Like be a white man? Mm -hmm. I can't do that. Yeah. You know what I mean? So it's not good advice and it's dangerous and it proliferates just a stereotype and a way of speaking to women that I think has really hurt us. And my boost is because we had a really good conversation and he's going to change. Good. He's going to change the article. And he ended up being really open to having that. But he's, you know, he was just like, I can see how quickly dashing off a subhead like that you know, could be, could be hurtful and have an impact. And no, I love that. So honestly, I love that boosty. And I love that. And honestly, I love that also. I, I, mean, I love the break, but I also love the boost. And so I'm glad that you had that conversation. And people, because sometimes people are not open to feedback. Mm -hmm. And so the fact that he was yes. open to feedback is also good because that means yeah. he's going to be mindful moving forward. So we love a feedback feeling man. Yeah, thank you. They don't all react that way. So I appreciate you. Shouts out to you. You know who you are. You All right. <laughs> well, did we do it? Did we do another show? We did. Is that it? And if you really love us, you will tell three, <laughs> five friends to listen to Brown Ambition. That here mm. you get your life. You get to learn a little bit about business, career, finance, money. You get a little tea about me and Mandy's life and how we're managing. <laughs> Sweaty pit moment. <laughs> My hot flash moment. That's why I got my little fan here. You get to learn all the things. <laughs> Isn't this cute? I got it from Nigeria. I think that ago. is cute. <laughs> <laughs> 
I have a family me, like for those of you non-viewing, like if you were watching on YouTube, hint hint, you'd be able to see that I pulled out a rattan. <laughs> this is no, maybe this is made out of palm. I don't know. Anyway, it's a beautiful fan that I'm using to fan myself. You would only know that if you were watching us via YouTube, but you know, you're missing out if you're not. Um, <laughs> no, but honestly, like we would love if wherever you listen to Brown Ambition, you know, share the link. Like not just, hey guys, listen, but like honestly, I'd love this episode, that thing you were talking about, that thing you were sharing, sis, bruh other you know here here's a really great podcast that i think is going to relate to you so share it with them i think that they would love it in return so at least three people minimum and ask you know three people amazon guy (laughs) doordash person like you know you know three people Mm -hmm. you have everyone has a parent yes (laughs) (laughs) all right (laughs) well until friday you can check out our mini q a episode this friday check it out rate and review etc etc see y'all then bye the bigger pockets portfolio of podcasts are worthy of your investment we're having a real conversation as real real estate investors new episodes available every day it's important to buy where it makes money and not necessarily where you want to travel to bigger pockets on the market rookie real estate or money podcast the purpose of flipping is to create more cash so then you can reinvest into other types of properties the bigger pockets podcast on youtube or wherever you listen